Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Anna. And this is The Creator's Chaos, a podcast for creators by creators. Through engaging, thought-provoking conversations, we empower you to embrace your unique self in the social media scene. In today's episode, we're talking content trips. What are they? What goes into planning a successful trip and best practices for experiencing and documenting a place? But first, let's get into our icebreaker of the day. I am obsessed with today's icebreaker question because it's something Rachel and I talk about all the time, and that is planning content creator trips. So I want to hear, Rachel, out of everything we've talked about, what do you think your dream content trip is? This might be the hardest icebreaker we've had yet because there are so many places I want to travel to and so many places I want to take pictures of. Currently, because it's on my brain, the next trip my husband and I are taking in content is to Europe. We are going to go to London and we're going to hit up Scotland and then we're going to hit up Paris. So that's currently my dream content trip is like a European little trip. All right, Anna, this has got to be a hard one for you because you've been to so many places already. So what is still on your dream content trip bucket list? Seriously, everything. I think every place in the world is on my dream. But right now, my dream specifically for content trip would be fall in New England and it's probably because it's all over my feet at the moment. Every single post I've seen is fall in New England and I've never explored much of New England, let alone in the fall. And I think it'd be the perfect content trip because they look like they have the best leaves, the best apple orchards, the best pumpkin patches. And I would love to do like a Salem trip as well and get all witchy. So for me, it has to be that because I think it'd be like the perfect content trip. It's giving me Gilmore Girls. It's giving me Halloween. It's giving me life. Let's make it happen next year, Anna. I think that that needs to happen for us next year. Wink, wink. Well, if you can't tell by our icebreaker today, our episode is all about content trips, which is something Anna said we absolutely love to do. We love to explore new places, take adventures. We love to do this as well as create content around these trips to bring it to our audience and have them experience new places and be inspired by those places to go travel there themselves. So today we're going to really talk about how to get started in the realm of content trips and how that's even different than a normal vacation. So what is a content creator trip, Anna? They are totally different than a vacation because to me, a vacation is laying out on the beach, not lifting a finger, someone's bringing you a pina colada. That to me is a full vacation. But when I'm traveling, when I'm doing a content trip, camera is always in my hand ready to go. So the big difference to me is that content trips are a little bit, are a lot more (laughs) work in all honesty. And that's part of why you need to plan and be ready and understand the expectations of these trips because it's not as simple as laying out on the beach. And I love taking content on trips, but there are a lot of hurdles that you may have to overcome. I also think sometimes content trips can be specific as in you're only really traveling to this place to take content, where sometimes it's a mix of both. You're going to take content, but also to explore. So we really want to break down those different categories of content trips. 
Absolutely. And like Anna said, there are so many different avenues when taking content for that trip in certain circumstances. And that does change trip to trip. So a couple of content trips you've probably heard of is group trips. So a lot of times we will get together as a group. Sometimes this is hosted through a umbrella company. Sometimes this is taken care of through a travel agency, etc. They get a bunch of content creators together. Usually there's content creator hosts who take care of the nitty gritty planning, but really basic things because that company will take over a lot of designated portions of the trip. But we're all from different places getting together, which is amazing. Anna and I have both been on group content creator trips and have had such a great experience. We both went to Cartagena, Colombia with a group of fellow content creators. And how this group trip versus a solo trip differs for content, I feel like you're with your people on this trip. You're with the people who understand that a selfie is necessary. When you ask someone to take your picture, they're not just going to take one and give you your phone back. They are going to be like, yes, queen, let us shoot. Also, I feel like these trips, a lot of times the experiences and the networking opportunities and the workshops that are included in these trips are really geared towards the niche of content creators. Another part of group trips is they don't necessarily always have to be hosted by a specific company. You could just get together your creator friends and create a creator group trip just with, you know, a couple of you. It doesn't have to be a huge group. I think the standout for me is when I'm with a group of creators, the first dinner, everyone gets their phone out and you're like, I'm with my people because their phone eats first, everybody. You don't have your husband who's trying to dig into the food before you got the picture. And to me, that is is the best part about content creator trips. It's being inspired by your community and getting to experience your community in real life versus in just online. Like I think there's no better feeling than that first dinner, Anna. And you're looking around and you're like, yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. And then you're also, I don't know, for me, when I'm seeing people in real life that I've only been following on Instagram for possibly years at this point to get to actually meet them in real life, That's such a cool moment and something that I do truly love about content creator trips, especially content creator trips taken in a group where you don't know everybody in the group and it's a lot of different people coming together to create this magical experience. And if you are trying to plan a creator trip and want some girls to join you, we're your gals. Hit us up. We will be there. We are RSVPing right now. Now, this is obviously very different than when you take a solo trip that you have planned completely yourself. Maybe you're going alone or you're going with a partner. Obviously, that trip is very different because one, you need to balance your time for yourself to enjoy it, but also for your partner to enjoy it because they're not just going for the content. They may be willing to help, but obviously they're also there for so many different reasons. And it's so important to understand that when you're traveling, it's not always getting every single piece of content that you absolutely want to get. I'm just I'm laughing because I'm just thinking about poor Steven, my husband, who when we're on content trips, does he have a say in the itinerary? But you're right, Anna, you need to really keep balance in the forefront of these trips, especially if you're taking it with somebody else. Solo, I feel like you are a little bit more able to control the schedule, control what you want to do and what you want to see. Whereas if you're taking like a couple's trip or a family trip, 
relationship, that's going to change the game extremely because like you said, you've got somebody else's wants to also keep in mind. You don't know when you're ever going to come back to this place. It may happen and it may not. So you really want to make sure that you're experiencing this city or experiencing the place just as much as you're capturing the place with your content. I completely agree. I think for me, the biggest shift is when I'm with a couple's trip and or family. Those are when I have to beforehand really sit down and plan out more specific times of when it feels appropriate to take content and when it feels like, hey, I should just leave my camera in the room and enjoy the moment with who is there. Now, the other kind of content trip that we really wanted to talk about is paid and gifted experiences. So Anna and I have both been on trips that have been paid for or been gifted to us through tourism boards, hotels, PR companies and brands. And we've had the best time on those, but those definitely come with much different expectations than a solo, a couple, a family, or even a group trip comes with. Because you're being expected to deliver something on your end to this brand or to this company that is putting you up in this experience, which is incredible. Like if you ever get the opportunity to go on a trip that is sponsored in any kind of way, I highly recommend it because it is such a cool experience and it's a really awesome moment to see your content creator life come to fruition in like something we only manifest about sometimes. So I highly recommend it. But just so you know, they do come with a lot different expectations because you have deliverables, you have a timeline, you also are kind of given an itinerary sometimes that might have free time included in it. But a lot of times they're sending you to this event, to this museum, etc. and eat at this lunch place and experience dinner at this place, which is awesome because it takes the planning out of it. But you have to be creative then in how you're going to capture and create that content. One of my first brand trip experience was to visit Albuquerque and it was actually with a group of creators. So it was visit Albuquerque, bringing a bunch of creators together for this full itinerary. And I will say going into it, especially not only was it a branded trip where I had all this like content requirements, it was also one of my first trips with a bunch of other creators. And as much fun as it was, it was exhausting. And I definitely learned what I need to prepare for going into those trips because honestly, I was very underprepared and didn't know what I should be doing. So we want to make sure that when you go on your first branded trip, you do not feel like you are sinking in water because there's so much going on and you didn't plan accordingly and you didn't give yourself time to get to bed early. Things like that are so important on these brand trips because they're fun, but you are also up at 7am and you are going until after dinner taking content all throughout the day. So like you can see there are a couple different ways that you can really take a content creator trip. There are lots of different avenues and maybe some are right for you and maybe some aren't. That is something you will figure out as you do these experiences. Personally, I love all three, but there are definitely ones that I prefer for other reasons over the next. Like I love when I get to travel with my husband because we have such a great time and it's honestly one of the only times we really do get to take vacations or trips together. 
On the other hand, I love traveling with a group because they're my people. They're my tribe. They get me. I get them. And it's just such an inspirational trip at the end of it. So finding what works for you really just requires to take trips. I completely agree. I love all three as well, all for different reasons. And I will say if you get the chance to do a content creator trip, especially with a closer group of friends, there is nothing more bonding than like hanging out in hotel rooms at night together. I will say every time it's been amazing. So I just wanted to put that out there. You're bringing up our wine night from New York City. That was the best night. It was a great night. But yes, absolutely. So what are the first steps we need to take when planning this kind of trip? Because you and I have stressed in every podcast episode how important planning is to the foundation of content, being a creator, etc. So what do the steps look like for a trip? The first step is obviously picking where do you want to go. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but really there are some places I think that probably do better for certain types of trips. So kind of looking at what type of trip are you taking? Is it going to be a few girls? Great. There's so many options. We want to do Palm Springs. We want to do New York again, Washington, D.C., Nashville. The list goes on and on. But maybe when I'm thinking about taking a trip with my husband, those trips look a lot different and those are not the same places. I would pick. So I think picking where you want to go really depends on what kind of trip it is, what kind of content you want, and also what time of year it is because you don't want to go in a completely bad weather situation. Absolutely. I also think when looking at locations and where you want to go, also think about the timeline. How much time do you have to actually spend in this place? If you only have three days, we don't recommend flying all the way to Japan to take photos because three days is not nearly enough to get over there and experience what you want to experience. Three days is like Albuquerque, New Mexico, Utah, Salt Lake City, things like that. So look at your timeline and budget as well. Always think about your budget when planning a location. You don't want to spend all your money on getting there and hotels and stuff and then not have the funds to experience and go the places you want to go. So budget, location, timeline, those are the three necessary things you got to start with. And all three of those things go hand in hand with who are you going to be going with because those conversations need to happen with whoever is in that trip. So for example, when it's Rachel and I, we have to sit down and say, hey, what time period can you take off work? You know, what kind of monetary are we looking at spending? If one person has this crazy idea that we're going to go to Paris and the other person's like, I can only take two days off, (laughs) what are you talking about? And I think that a lot of those decisions change from group to group. So being upfront and being honest and being honest with yourself. Like if you're taking a solo trip, you're really set on going to New York City. Also know that New York City is one of the most expensive places in the United States. So you got to think about the balance because you won't have anyone to split the costs with of that trip. So there are definitely pros and cons to all of them, but they're so worth it in each different experience. And when you're doing all of this, it is time for our favorite research. Research is so important. And you can start out, like I said, researching these locations, figuring out what do costs look like. For example, New York City is really expensive, but when we went the three of us in the middle of January, it was actually really inexpensive because we could split a pretty cheap hotel room between three people. So this research aspect is going to help you pick a location based on your time frame, based on weather, and also based on prices and how much things cost 
in that city or that destination. You're also going to want to start looking at flights because that could also determine where you might go. Sometimes you can find really good flight deals. And if you find a good flight deal, that might change your opinion. Like if you find a really good deal, you're like, let's go here instead. So you want to be looking at those flight deals. I love Google Flights. It's just super easy to see what's there and compare pricing. A tip I once heard from somebody on a content creator trip was what she does to start planning her trips is she doesn't put a destination in when looking for flights. She puts her dates in and she puts her leaving airport and searches what the cheapest round trip ticket is. And that's how she picks the location of her trip. And I need to do that. I'm not so spontaneous like that. I wish I was. But that's such a good option too to really let the budget of your trip determine what your trip looks like. And it might not be flights. It might be you can drive to this location, but that does change your budget and how much gas is at that time. Like there are so many factors, but being really secure in research, being really secure in your location and your budget and your timeline, like that's what you got to start with. That's the foundation. Another part of research that I love is finding out activities or restaurants that you want to go to because yes, even though you might be taking a lot of content, it's still really good and important to have fun activities and food incorporated in your trip. Not only so you can enjoy it, but for me, it gives so much more to talk about. If you just go on a trip and don't really experience the place, you're going to come back and someone's going to ask you, hey, what's the best place to go in New York City? And you're going to be like, I don't know. I didn't go anywhere in New York City. So you want to have a few activities and food places to check out as well. Some of the ways that I like to do that to keep it very content creator based, because I know that the influencers, the content creators, they've got my back and they're going to give their honest opinions is I really look at photographers, content creators, influencers in the area and what they're recommending. Where are they going? What restaurants are they shouting on their Instagram or their TikTok? What experiences have opened up that they've been invited to? And it doesn't just have to be Googling or Pinteresting, take it to Instagram, take it to TikTok, and you get an actual like view of what these places and these experiences and these restaurants look like from people who are going to kind of be very similar in yourself in taking these trips. I love using hashtags and locations on the apps. The other thing that TikTok and Instagram do really well now is you could just type into the search bar, where should I eat in New York City? And all these creators are going to pop up with all the restaurants that they're going to. It's so easy and I love seeing it visually and it kind of shows if it's a place A, that you're going to enjoy. Maybe it's also a place you're able to incorporate into your own content. So this is just a really easy way to start that research. The other way is utilizing chat GPT. When Stephen and I went on our latest content trip to Utah, I actually put in chat GPT budget-friendly, fun restaurants to eat at in Salt Lake City and it gave me a list of 10 that was so nice because took all of the Googling work out of it. We went to some of these places and they were delicious. So, you know, there are so many ways to find these places. Now that you kind of have these first steps down, you kind of know what you want to do, budget, all of those things, we want to get into the portion of actually planning the content that you are going to take on this trip because that is a part of this trip that is not typically included in your travel plans, but is so important when it comes to creating content. If you do not have a plan, it's a disaster. Trust me, I've done it before. It's not fun. It is so much better to go in with a plan because like you said, Anne, 
Anna, actually it's going to make your trip smoother and it's going to streamline the process a little bit more because you already know what to pack. You know where you're going, the timeline, you know what the itinerary is. And having this foundation and having this starting point for your trip really can make a huge difference in how successful the trip is as a whole. I would say one of the first steps is setting real expectations of how much content can you realistically get in the time frame that you have. Also, how much content will your audience care about before they get tired of you sharing those locations? And we had this conversation when we were in New York City. I think we took some, this is like outing how bad we are. We took like 30 plus different types of shoots. Okay. Like different concepts. Yeah. 30 plus different concepts. And we're (laughs) just laughing. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we did. I actually just threw a lot of those pictures into like an unused content thing. I will say they are helpful to have like next year when I want to share those, I can just re-edit. I never shared our Grand Central Station pictures like ever. And I still want to. So you have to have clear expectations. You also have to know, like you said, how much do you actually need? Like how much content do you actually want to post? People will unfortunately lose interest if you're just constantly sharing one content trip. And so it is really, really good to have a balance. And also if you're taking this trip with other people, knowing what their expectations are too, because you come with Anna and I, we are taking 50 shoots. So just be honest, be realistic with yourself. It's always okay to have a few extra concepts that you do because you can use them later on. But don't do it in effort to burn yourself out. So I just wanted to throw that out there because we've all done it. We've all been there. Set expectations before. Have conversations with the friends that you're going with. Now, when we have kind of this number in our mind of how many pieces of content, are they photos, are they videos, etc. You know, a really general overview of how much we want to get out of this trip. The next step for me usually is grabbing locations. Where am I actually going to take these pictures? There are a couple ways that I do this. First is Pinterest. I will search the city or the state that I'm going to and look up photo locations or photography, photo shoots, etc. Salt Lake City photo shoots, Salt Lake City photographers, etc. and so on. And then I get really awesome visualizations of these places. Like, is this a place I actually want to go to that will fit my content? Is this more of a sporty place that doesn't really fit my vibe or what I want to create? So on and so forth. That can make a huge difference. Pinterest is huge. I also love to look up, like I said, creators and photographers who are in this area. I find so many great little like hole in the wall photo shoot locations from these photographers. When I went to Utah, Marina Williams, one of my favorite photographers and content creators, I stalked her page and was like, oh, oh, I got to go there. Oh, that's gorgeous. I got to go there. So that's really helpful. And then the last thing is hashtags and location, like searching these on Instagram, TikTok, etc. really do a good job to help you see what you can create in these places as well. Like, are these the places that lend themselves to a cute video? Or are these the places that lend themselves to a full editorial shoot? That's such a good point, because there really are places I call video only places. And I know that sounds really funny. But sometimes there's a place that does not work for photo and works really well for video. So knowing the difference between the two is going to save you a ton of time. I also want to caveat, I love doing all of this. But when you're looking 
looking at people's content, figure out what time of year it was taken because once again, another thing that we did in New York City was there was this beautiful brick building that we saw with these gorgeous leaves on it and we went there in the middle of winter and obviously those leaves aren't there. So knowing when things are taken is going to be really important and also help set those expectations of what to expect and also help you pick what makes sense for the time of year you are visiting. I feel personally called out. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. I had some really cute photos come out of that photo shoot, but definitely was much different than the mood board, which we're going to get to next that I created for that location. You're right, Anna. Time of day, time of year, weather, huge things that go into. Anna and I call them the lightning in a bottle photo. That's when you see a photo from a fellow content creator and you're like, this is just, this is magic. This is pure magic. And if I go to this location, my picture will be pure magic as well. I hate to tell you this. Sometimes it does work this way, but it doesn't always work that way because of their circumstances in taking that photo. Also with the new AI Photoshop, like who knows if that was even real sometimes. So like you said, Anna, it's really, really, really important to keep that in mind when you're planning these locations. Are you going to be freezing when you're walking around in the middle of winter? Are you going to be sweating your butt off in the middle of summer? Like these are all things we got to keep in mind when we're planning out our location and that helps us plan out our itinerary as well. We love our mood boards as expressed before because it really helps you determine what kind of content you're wanting to take at each location and I'm telling you when you're traveling this is probably the most useful because you're able to pull up the mood board see where you're going that day you know exactly what outfits and accessories you're supposed to be pulling out of your bag because trust me your room's gonna be a mess and you're not gonna know what to wear if you don't have this mood board we've done it plenty of times so having this mood board helps the preparation of going to the location It's also going to help once you get there and you're going, I don't know what I was supposed to be taking a photo of here. So we've mentioned this a ton, but we love mood boards and think that they will be so helpful for when you're traveling. Honestly, Anna, it makes my heart so happy that you love mood boards and that I made you a mood board kind of girly because I love mood boards. And yes, it helps create such a great foundation because now you've got ideas for what props you might want to use at that location, what outfits you need to pack, what shoes you need to pack things like this having this visual presentation and this visual way to store all of your creative inspiration for a location does so much help in helping you plan the next steps in your content creating trip another thing you'll want to do is plan busy locations for early mornings this honestly is key if you do not want hundreds of people around you you're gonna have to wake up early and it also helps you kind of plan the night before. If you have a really early shoot the next day, don't have an activity super late the night before because it's going to be so difficult to get to that location. So it's just something to keep in mind. I love shooting in the morning and you're really going to want to incorporate this into your itinerary. It's critical. If there is something you really want to capture and it's the Met Steps, the Brooklyn Bridge, it is the cathedral in Columbia, it is the streets of Chicago. These are busy places and they're also places that other tourists are going to be wanting to congregate around. We have a really fun story about our trip to the Brooklyn Bridge when we were trying to take pictures in the morning and all of the tourists were 
were like, nope, we want to take the pictures. And it was just a mess. So you're right, Anna. If you go early, you avoid crowds, you avoid sticky situations, you avoid so much hassle and be kind to yourself and get rest. So go to bed early and plan your stuff. Have your suitcase packed, have your bag packed before you even go to bed because in the morning you can just grab and go then. The other thing, and it kind of lends itself into why we like early mornings is looking up weather and knowing what the sun is going to be like. If you are going to have very bright sun, you want to avoid sun beating down on you if you're able to. Obviously, there are tips and tricks to go about it if you can't, but you really just want to know what that weather is going to look like. Knowing if there's certain times of day that are going to be better. Is there going to be rain? We've been caught in the rain before. I mean, you just want to know what the weather is going to be so you can plan better. I use this app called Unscripted, which is a photographer app where you can put in your location and it will tell you what the sunrise is that day, what golden hour is in the morning and the evening, what blue hour is. And then that way you can also help plan your itinerary to know like if the sun doesn't rise till 7am, don't get there at 5am, you're going to be in pitch black still. And the time of year completely changes the sun and what's going on. So having an app or knowing when the sun rises, when the sunset is, that's going to be a big game changer in what your itinerary looks like for these locations. Now that you have all the research done, you know where you want to go, you know what's going on, it's the few days before and it is time to pack. And packing for a content creation trip is way more stressful because you do not want to forget everything. So we are going to give you a list of our most important content creator trip items. We will actually make a little Canva of this so you can use that on your next trip because we do not want to forget the most important things. Yes, absolutely. If you have haven't checked out the link in our podcast Instagram because we've got so many great resources and this will be one of them, the content creator trip pack list, checklist. We love it. So here are a couple things. Because you've made that mood board, it's going to be so much easier to plan your clothes. That's where I usually start because it's usually the thing I want to pack the most of. And then I can kind of suss where I have room to pack other things. So I always start with my outfit. Also, I hang them up and lay them out. Do the color story kind of go together? Are they easy to change into on the streets of New York City? Am I changing in a car? Do I get to go to a hotel and change before this outfit? Like these are great little things to think about when you're planning your outfit. The other thing is accessories. I try on my outfits and then I go, ooh, what earrings match it? What shoes match? Great. Do I want a bag? Do I want a hat? I always do this because then when I'm on location, I know what I need to grab. I know that it's going to be this dress with these shoes, with this earring, and then I don't have to stress out when I'm at a location. It just makes things so much easier. A little tip I saw about packing for where you want to shoot specifically is, you know, obviously try that outfit on at home, the entire outfit, take a little picture in it. That way you can just reference it. It'll be right in your photo albums. You can see exactly what accessory you had with what. That's such a good idea. Another important thing is obviously you want really cute shoes that matches your outfit, but trust me, you want them to be comfortable because when you're traveling, you're walking to all these locations, your feet are going to hurt. I have had it happen many of times. I have worn the wrong shoes and it is not fun for anybody. So just make sure you find some really cute shoes that are also comfy. This is going to save you in the long run. 
You can always put the extra pair of shoes in your bag. Like I wear tennis shoes with my big poofy dresses. And then once we get to where we're shooting, I will slip on my heels or whatever. And then I will take them off right away when we're done. So there are ways, but you have to have the shoes you want to be stuck walking around with, with you. Obviously, you need to bring your camera, clearly. (laughs) If this is a content trip, we want your camera. And we want to make sure you have all of the accessories for your camera. We want extra batteries. And these batteries should really be with you at all times because we've been in situations where a battery is dying and that is very stressful. You want extra SD cards because you're going to be taking way more content than you typically do at home and that memory can run out quickly. Also tripods. They're so helpful if you want content with your friends, which we love. I think it's a great way to switch up content and have it with your other creators. We do this for both our camera and for our phones. Rachel always loves to get BTS and she just puts her phone up on the tripod and we have a full BTS of every shoot we do. Another thing that helps with when you're wanting to take content of whoever's on this group and you don't have someone to click the button, get yourself a self shooter. It's this little attachment that plugs right into your camera and you can set it to take 20 shots, 100 shots, etc. You can set how long in between the shots it's going to take. It's so helpful because then you don't have to do the Bluetooth game and hide your phone while you're trying to take a photo. I highly recommend getting a self shooter if you're taking solo content or just you want to take more group content. That has brought so many of our concepts to life when we're traveling. Rachel turned me on to that. It's so much better. Trust me, it's way, way, way better than the click thing or the thing on your phone. This is the way to go. You also want a good backpack for all of your items because you are going to be traveling during the day with probably not just your camera, not all the things I listed, but also probably one or two outfit changes. So having a backpack that you feel comfortable wearing and putting all your stuff in is really important. I usually have my camera backpack. I've got a few things in there like makeup touch-ups and then I bring like a weekender or a tote bag or something that once I'm done with the sweater I can just shove it in the bag and deal with it when I get to the hotel because if you're trying to rearrange things on location a it's a safety problem because you never know with tourist traps and things like that and b I don't have the time to spend folding a sweater to fit it back in my backpack exactly how it's only going to fit to fit everything else in there so do yourself a favor and have one or or two bags, something that's large enough to really have room to throw things in and take things out easily. The other thing I want you to do before you leave for this trip is clear your phone memory. Trust me, we have ran out of phone memory (laughs) before and it's really stressful because you don't know what to delete. You're not sure if it's on your computer or your SD backup at home. So trust me, do this before. That way you have all the space on your phone to take as much content as your heart desires. Do it. Do Do yourself a favor and the night before, two days before, the week before, put that stuff on your computer, get it gone, clear as much space because I've been there. We both have been there. I have deleted dumb things in the moment and when I don't have that anywhere else cool. It is gone forever. Goodbye. And that is so sad. And we all as content creators deal with storage on our cameras, on our phones, everywhere, on our iPads. We are filling that thing up all the time, especially on trips and with this content. So do yourself a favor. It takes a second. It's not the easiest thing in the world, but your future self will love you for it. 
The last thing we want to get into before we end this episode is just a little touch on your mental health before the trip, during the trip, because these trips, even though they are so much fun, they can be stressful. They can cause emotion, sometimes, especially when you're not getting the photo you want. I know I've been in that situation where I just feel so down on myself when I don't get a specific shot, and it can be upsetting. And so we just want to touch on that we've all been there. It all happens. You're not going to get every single photo you've seen online and that's okay. At the end of the day, content creating is so important, but so is experiences and experiencing life. So really make sure you've got a solid balance between the two. Like we said, we really plan out these things, but don't hold yourself to these high expectations of hitting every location. Sometimes you're just exhausted at the end of the day and you can't make a ninth shoot happen that day. Be kind to yourself both before the trip and on the trip and after the trip because this does take a little bit more planning and a little bit more. It's almost a workcation. It's not completely vacation. You are doing a job. You are creating for your brand, your business. And if you go in and you expect yourself to do exactly what you planned in your itinerary, you're already setting yourself up for unnecessary, sad and imposter syndrome feelings. So be kind to yourself. Give yourself grace, like Anna always says, and realize that you are at the end of the day experiencing a place just as much as you're documenting it. We have so much more we could say on this topic and do have so much more we can say on what a content creator trip looks like during the trip as well as after and collaborations. So we will be having more parts on content creator trips. So make sure you follow us and click the little notification button so you can see when those episodes come out. We have a really awesome Q&A in our Spotify as well today. Share what your dream creator trip is with us. And we're going to be posting some of these to our stories on our Instagram. So please share so that we can spread the word and get more creators inspired to travel to these places. Who knows? Maybe you'll find your creator bestie that way and y'all will take a trip. If this episode resonated with you, we invite you to leave a review, rate, follow, and share with your creative bestie. Make sure to connect with us on our platforms at The Creators Chaos and our personal accounts at Anna Page Morgan and at The underscore R Brooks. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of our community.